This week's badass is Deborah Byrne. A lot of the community has definitely reached out to me in my times of need when I've been going through, you know, I've, this divorce that I've gone through and just with um, struggles with my daughter, with autism. And it's been really nice. I've had car issues and people have reached out and said like, hey, I can take you to the store, um, you know, which is so unreal because I did not know that person, you know, and I was like very grateful for them to reach out and they, they just have come together during COVID which of course was a struggle for everyone. You know, my daughter was having her birthday and literally, I want to say about 50 people within the neighborhood had mailed birthday cards or had stopped by and dropped off flowers, even presents, which is so crazy. There was an artist in the neighborhood, which to this day, I still don't know who it is, had come and done a mural on the sidewalk. I've kept all the letters and all the toys and I have it in a little treasure box for her. I really, really appreciate what Central Park has, has done for me and my daughter. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Women of Central Park, where every time we bring you an awesome journey of a badass woman in our neighborhood. My name is Dan Clark, and it is my honor to host this podcast and get to learn from so many of you each time. It is my goal for you to see yourself as the badass you truly are. Deborah Byrne is originally from Honolulu, Hawaii. She's a single mother to her beautiful and amazing seven-year-old daughter. She is currently Miss Central Park 2023. Deborah is competing in the Miss Colorado for America Strong pageant in 2023 to show her daughter that you can be anything no matter what stage of life you're at. She would like to use her platform to create a strong foundation for herself and her daughter. Her goal is also to raise awareness about victims of domestic abuse and also awareness around children on the autism spectrum. These causes are both very near to her heart. This podcast is brought to you by the Mama Bird Project, where we empower and open doors for young Black, Latina, and Indigenous women from Montbello and surrounding communities. We do this all on Zoom by having our women have beautiful intersectional recorded conversations with your loved ones, whether it's your grandparents if you're lucky enough still to have them, your parents, a new graduate, someone who's gotten engaged. The conversations are amazing and the recordings will be something you'll look back on fondly forever. We all know we should be recording the wisdom of our elders, but we never get around to it. It's only $100. All that money goes directly to the women. It's a great cause. It's a great product. Please help us in supporting the Mama Bird Project. Good morning, Debbie. Thank you for meeting with me this morning. I'm really excited to learn about you and learn from you. Um, and we've connected over social media over the last year, I would say. And I'm very interested to learn about the many different things that you're doing, but I want to start with the thing I'm most intrigued with, which is beauty pageants. And beauty pageants are something that I know nothing about. Um, I have preconceived notions that I'm sure are very ignorant about beauty pageants, as I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, can you talk to me just wherever you would start with someone who wasn't aware of the concept or, or how it works? How does the, the what do you, what would you tell someone about beauty pageants first? Sure. Um, well, 
I'm definitely learning. Um, this is new to me as well. This would be my first time in a beauty pageant. Um, it is very intimidating and you do kind of have that stigma that we've all grown to attach to beauty pageants. Um, going into this, I kind of chose to watch um, Miss Congeniality uh, just to prepare myself, you know, um, and kind of lighten the environment of participating in a pageant. But honestly, I've met some of the previous uh, title holders. They're very sweet. They're all about volunteering and supporting a cause. Um, not, not pretentious at all. I mean, the pageant that I'm currently going to be a part of is the Miss Colorado for America Strong pageant. Um, so these are women either with or without children, um, single divorced or married, people from all walks of life. Um, and you really get to learn about one another. You also get to do volunteer events at various locations um, that may speak to you. We've recently gone to the VA, um, you know, and just kind of go and show our love and support for the veterans, um, whether they're just in clinic or they're in the hospital. And it was really humbling. And it was really nice to see these faces light up you know, and be a part of that. Um, they do give back a lot to the community. Yes, you know, there's a certain part of it that can be kind of very surface uh, important. You know, you need to wear the gown, you need to wear the swimsuit. Um, there is a Q&A portion, um, but it's more profound than the surface level atmosphere. I think we've grown to, you know, correlate to the pageants. Yes. Yeah, I, that's interesting. And, and you talked about specifically with the Colorado Strong. So is this a beauty pageant specifically for women who are overcoming things or dealing with a certain things or just that women are strong in general that, that I never thought about that they'd have actual different kind of um, stipulations coming in? How is that, is that focused on, on kind of that? Not necessarily 18 year olds, people who are, 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 have lived life. Yes, um, it includes people of various different backgrounds um, that kind of builds more character into the pageantry. So they do include women of all ages from 18 and up. It's very diverse. Um, people that have never done it before, people that just want to kind of, you know, feel good about themselves, people that have overcome struggles, you know, divorce or what have you, uh, financial obligations. It's really inclusive to everyone out there. And I think that that's really different. I've never heard of that before. Um, they're so welcoming and very nurturing. It's, it's a really nice community to be involved in. And if you need any help, they're always there to aid you. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of checking my own biases as I'm saying all these things and just thinking about this and the the way I do think about, the, again, the surface level kind of stuff that you're talking about and, and just looks focused are 
part of it, but also it seems like that's kind of the carrot on the stick to then be able to do so much more good. I always think about like, it would be amazing to be a professional athlete because you walk into a hospital then and people are excited to see you. And you're describing the same thing, having that title as a beauty pageant winner or even a beauty pageant entrance, then there's, then there's some buzz around it. And then you are able to do so much good with that. Um, and so you're making me reflect on myself and just think about this in a different way. The other thing that I see very much too is, is I do see a way where there can be, even though you're competing against other people, there's a camaraderie with that and you're going through the same struggles and an empowerment that I never thought about that if you um, don't necessarily see yourself in a certain way or you're, you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and then, then going through this process, then you learn so much from that. Um, this, you said, is your first time doing it. What have you learned about yourself going through the process so far? Um, what have I learned about myself? You know, life can be really hard and very intimidating at times. And you kind of really have to dig deep. And I know I saw this quote, it was by Rihanna, you know, you just fake it till you make it, never let them see you sweat. And really, sometimes that's what it calls for, you know, even, um, you know, in life, in the pageant, you know, it's very intimidating, but I really enjoy being out there and putting myself out there because it allows me to grow as a person. And I feel like it toughens the skin as well. Um, the world is very social based. And I am a very vocal, outgoing person, but, you know, to be kind of, I don't want to say put on a pedestal, but to just be like the focus that kind of takes a lot out of you and you really need to just be okay with it. Be okay with letting it all go and just be yourself. And, you know, that's really going to shine through. So it's teach, it's taught me to just, put myself out there more. And I'm really using this for my daughter. Um, she's seven. And I just want her to know that you can be strong, you can be feminine, you can, you can be all these roles. Sometimes you can be shy. Sometimes it's good to put yourself out there and just be this well-rounded, strong woman out there and support one another. I was gonna I was gonna follow up and say that too. We talked a little bit before we started recording about your daughter who is seven and has autism, you said. Mm -hmm. Um and and with that, it sounds like you never put yourself first because you're you're constantly uh, constantly focusing on your daughter. Um and even in this you talked about that you're doing this for right. your daughter. Is is there um a part of you though that's feeling excited about the fact that this is something for yourself and that you're 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 doing this um and feeling good about yourself through the process too? Oh yes. I mean, I've recently gone through a divorce, you know, which um can be very challenging and very much a struggle. There's a lot of things that play a role in that and honestly going through this pageant process um, has really made me feel better about myself. I mean, and to go to the VA, like I mentioned before, it was just very humbling and it's kind of just like a rebirth of myself, you know, finding that love for myself and strength. Um, like you said, a lot of the times I'm focusing on my daughter, I would do anything for her. 
Um, but self-care is super important. And as a mother, and especially to a mother to a special needs child, um, the self-care kind of gets thrown out the window. But this has been very rewarding, very, you know, very much a building, a rebuilding of myself within this process. And I'm just enjoying every minute of it. And I love that my daughter is really supportive of me and kind of just embracing all of this with me and we get to grow together with it. But yes, it has been very, a very positive influence in my life. Talk to me a little bit more about your daughter and just how she's kind of changed your outlook on the, the world and, and what you've learned from her. Sure. So my daughter was diagnosed with autism um, when she was about three. Um, of course, that's a life-changing event. I then had to put everything on hold to be able to care for her or be her, I call it a mover her mom Uber to whatever therapies she's needed um, as well as, you know, then school comes into play. Um, so I really had to reassess what's important. And um, obviously that was my daughter that came first and it's taught me how to enjoy and be more in the moment um, with my daughter. I mean, initially she wasn't really speaking, you know, we immersed her in speech therapy and so on. Um, and ABA therapy, which has been very beneficial in, in her situation. My daughter now is very high functioning due to, you know, the dedication of time, um, to allow her to all these therapies. And she's, you know, highly gifted and talented. And she's proving that, you know, with all this being present in the moment and being there for my daughter, that that's really what she needed. And that was a great decision because she's just continuing to excel and go above and beyond. You know, you never know with a diagnosis like that. And especially as so young, you just kind of want to um, learn everything and go through the motions with her. And you really have to be that advocate um, talk about putting yourself out there with the pageant. You really need to put yourself out there um, in advocating for your daughter or your family member, you know, with any kind of diagnosis such as that. Um, let's see, you really have to be resourceful. I've definitely had to go and look out for therapies or services, um, you know, either allowed allotted to you by the city and county or the state or ones that you have to pay for. I mean, none of this information was forthcoming. Um, even to get her diagnosed with her pediatrician here, I made it known several times at 16 months, 18 months, but they were very dismissive. I mean, I had to take it into my own hands um, and go to child fine, which I researched and, and that's how everything got moving. So um, I've definitely learned to utilize the system that's out there because you do have a lot of resources. The struggle is really to find out about them and then work your way through them because they can be very intimidating, very complex. Um, 
but it's definitely taught me to be more aggressive and, you know, be the mom and advocate that my child needs me to be. And you have a educational background in nursing, correct? Correct. Yeah, I think that one thing that, that people think about pageants too are, again, kind of, I don't know the, the, the good way to say it, but basically if you're focused on beauty that you can't be intelligent at the same time or, <laughs> or there's whatever it would be, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking for my own self here, um, just tell me again what your degree is in. Uh, so I have a master's in science in nursing. Um, and I obtained that from the University of Arizona. And um, I, that was like the hardest college years of my life. Let me tell you, there was a lot of crying. Uh, there were hives. I mean, it's brutal. They really, nursing school is no joke. Honestly, I mean, they tell you nurses eat their young. They aren't kidding. They're trying to weed you out. If you make it through those trenches, oh my gosh, you're like a nurse Navy SEAL. It is rough, but I'm so glad that I pushed through. Um, and, you know, I'm, there were times when I thought I wasn't going to make it for sure, but you know, like I said, you have to dig deep. Sometimes you got to keep going and, and you'll get there. You'll get there. I've seen your, one thing I have seen about you is your resourcefulness, certainly reaching out to the community and, and connecting with different people. What has it been like moving into the Central Park community and, and have people in general been helpful here? You know, they really have. I mean, I'm originally from Honolulu, Hawaii, and the culture there is very different. I mean, people are very welcoming and just, you know, once they kind of befriend you, you know, your family. Um, it was a little harder initially in Central Park. Um, you really have to put yourself out there. Um, luckily, I'm pretty outspoken. Um, I'm not like my mom. My mom is very proper and, 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 you know, just very quiet and not about asking for help. But because of me putting posts out on Facebook, I've gotten to make a lot of friends within the neighborhood, within the community. Um, I've got to participate in events that, you know, may not have been an opportunity if I hadn't. I've also reached out for, you know, personal support in, in regards to how to, you know, locate resources or, you know, just information because, uh, I mean, it's just, it's so hard. You know, you wanna establish yourself here and build friends, but you really gotta put yourself out there. You really gotta be, you know, just show up to things and be open to talking to people. And, you know, there's a lot of no's out there, but there's a lot of yeses. And, you know, who cares if you get a no? You know, you gotta be okay with the no's and keep going. And I'm very thankful for the support that I have received. And a lot of the community has definitely reached out to me in my times of need when I've been going through, you know, I this divorce that I've gone through and just with um, struggles with my daughter with autism and 
it's been really nice. Like to, I, I wish we had more communities like that with the Facebook groups to reach out and just find that support. Just even if you just need words, you know, or someone to listen. Um, I've had car issues and people have reached out and said like, Hey, I can take you to the store. Um, you know, which is so unreal. Cause I've, did not know that person you know and I was like very grateful for them to reach out and they they just have come together during COVID which of course was a struggle for everyone you know my daughter was having her birthday couldn't really do anything so honestly I just asked if people within the community would like to write her a birthday card. You can make it on paper, you know, didn't have to be a big deal. I just wanted her to feel loved and feel, you know, like people were thinking about her because we were just stuck in the house. And literally, I wanna say about 50 people within the neighborhood had mailed birthday cards or had stopped by and dropped off flowers even presence, which is so crazy. There was an artist in the neighborhood, which to this day, I still don't know who it is, had come and done a mural on the sidewalk of Jojo Siwa, because my daughter was in love with Jojo Siwa at the time, and just dumbfounded at the outpour. And she, you know, I've kept all the letters and all the toys, and I have it in a little, you know, treasure box for her. Because it's just so crazy. I I really, really appreciate what Central Park has has done for me and my daughter. That is so that is so sweet. We'll have to find that person. That sounds like I a fun know. mystery to, to try to figure it out. It is a total mystery. You know, it's it's really cool that they've done that and it is mysterious, but oh my gosh, I wish I could thank them as well. Well, hopefully they're listening. Um, tell me a little bit about growing up in Hawaii. Is growing up in Hawaii the fantasy I think of in my mind? Tell me some, well, tell me about it. I mean, it is. I'm just going to be honest. It's like you dream in color, right? It's so colorful there. There's flowers everywhere. You can, there's coconut trees, there's fruit on the trees, mangoes, so on. You could just pick off I mean you're walking around you're going to the beach every day I mean it does sound like a vacation um it's very expensive though you're gonna pay like $12 for a box of cereal um yeah it's really expensive but there it's also a melting pot of various different ethnic backgrounds um everybody is at least three um, ethnicities, you know what I mean? So it's a melting pot. You really don't, you know, see the difference. Everyone is family. Once you befriend somebody, that's it. You're over at the house. You're coming to family get togethers. It's really love and happiness and just enjoying life down there, even though it is so expensive and you have to work all the time people are so happy. I really do miss that. They're just, it's just different. You know, I get homesick every year. I need to go um, to visit my home and my family. Um, but it's, it's beautiful. It's, I don't know. It's, 
like a postcard. Yeah. And I didn't appreciate it as much as I did when I moved now, as I've moved off the island. Um, but I guess you learn, you know, you learn a lot that way when you're no longer, you know, in that place where you're always at on the grind, you come to recognize like how important um, growing up there was for me. It also taught me to be very open to anyone, you know, I'm super personable. A lot of times they say, you know, Miss Hawaii or Miss Congenial or whatever. Um, I just, it's taught me to love everyone. Yeah. We talked before briefly. I, I grew up in San Diego, and one of the things that I um, think moving to Denver was so impactful for me was having bad weather makes me appreciate good weather so much. Um, and, and then I actually use the good weather because I I know it's not all the time and every day. And I think that's really a metaphor for life too. You have these hard times, and they make you appreciate the, the good times so much more. And and really, it's it's more impactful that way. And and um, not that you ever wish for the bad times, but that you can see them in that light and then really appreciate when when times are good. Um, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm in Poland and it is snow on the ground and it's cold. It's like the first day where it's been really windy in a while. Um, we just got back from Portugal, which was amazing and beautiful wow. weather. But I appreciate that so much more like you talked about. And I think moving is good for that too, is you learn the different things. There's wonderful things about this place versus that place and you appreciate it so much more. Um, have you grown to like winters at all? Or what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, to be honest, not really. Um, you know, it definitely looks like a Hallmark movie, which, you know, aesthetically very pleasing, but to be out and about in it all the time, not so much, but I mean, there is a beauty to it. I think it's just my poor temperature has an inability to thrive in this climate. And, you know, to be honest, I've been here for about seven years. I really haven't experienced much of Colorado um, because I wasn't really able to, but I really would like to, to give Colorado a fair shot at wooing me over. <laughs> um, so I always tell my daughter, you know, we have to, we need an adventure. We need to do an adventure. So that's a goal. And my motto is I want every day to be fun. So I try to seek out like the prize of the day. And so we try to find new things. Um, I definitely want to explore Colorado more because there is so much to do here. It's crazy. I don't even know if I could complete it all. But, um, you know, it's, it's, that's part of my agenda while, while residing here is just to see all of what Colorado has to offer. Yeah, and, and so varied. I, I personally love the mountains. And whenever I'm in the mountains, I tell my children, we need to go to the mountains more, but you don't find time to do these things. Um, one of the things you talked about at the start of this um, which is something I'm struggling with too, because I'm always looking in the future is, is staying in the moment. You said your daughter helped you with that. Do you have any mm -hmm. tips or tricks um, about how you do that? How do you stay in the moment and appreciate the age your children are at at this time and appreciate where you're at, even if it may be a difficult, difficult time? How do, how do you do that? 
Um, in order to do that, sometimes you really need to separate yourself from distractions. You know, I mean, you really have to be um, aware of what you're doing and kind of stop yourself and do a check. Um, a lot of times I'll put on soothing music on the TV. I'll put away the phones. Um, and, you know, my daughter might be distracted playing. We have a puppy or something, but I'll just kind of focus in on her and zoom in and just like, you know, look like, oh my God, she's seven. Look at her. You know, she was just a baby. Then I look at photos. Um, you know, from when they were just a baby. And these are moments you'll never get back. You know, I take, I've definitely taken her to Hawaii a lot. We spent a summer there. I wanted to immerse her in all the culture and so on. I just want her to always be able to think back as well as myself, right? When I get older, like, look at all the things we did, all the time we spent, look at these photos, like just, you can feel that presence that you've created within somebody, you know, when they miss you, when they like reach out to you, oh my God, um, you can't get that back. And you know that you've done something good when it touches their heart to that point you know you can just tell so that's what I do I try to separate excuse me separate myself from um technology at times um or I take my daughter to events because when you share these moments you're building that bond and strengthening it and building those core memories and yeah it's super important to me yeah, I, I'm doing a balance between wanting to document every moment and I do video work and edit videos and I just started a vlog so I could record um, our travels, which are traveling so much and it's such a unique time in our lives. And I want to share that with my family, but I also want to have that for myself to look back on because I know that's going to be so important and my children to look back on because I know it's going to be so important for them. But trying to balance that with being in the moment at the same time and being present with them is is difficult as life is is busy. Um, and the quantity of time I think you talked about, and there's quality and quantity, and, and I think both are really, really important. Um, but I've been able to be around my kids a lot, like you have with yours, um, which I think is is so lucky. And and it's something that I can still in the moment looking like you talked about and saying, how the hell are they? My kids are eight and six right now. How the hell did they get to this point? But then I look at people who are further along life and their kids are older and just look at them like it goes so, so fast. And I love the, the phrase that the, the um, days are long, but the years are short because it's I so true. Just it's just gonna so say that the days are long, but the years are short. It's yeah. If you can recognize that earlier, um, better you know better um you'll get to appreciate and see like how important that is to both you and your child um I also date things I'm sure you date them in your when you document all of that stuff I also write my daughter like love letters I you know just could be a one sentence and I put the date and she has like a love letter mailbox just so she knows like she can go in there and look it up and 
you know, pull from their a memory, you know, outside of a picture, right? Because pictures are nice, but um, when you just give them these little notes that gives them a little boost for their day or what have you, yeah, you really just, I don't know, it makes a huge difference and it strengthens that connection. And a lot of time kids, when they leave the house, right, when they're finally ready to, I mean, gosh, that's going to be such a shock for us. Um, but when they come back, right, they've come back for a reason and you, you just feel it. And that's like something that you carry with you, you and your child forever. So yeah, it's important to make the time. Yeah. You, you make me think about just that whatever is the, the best is what you'll actually do and do consistently. And like you've talked about these love letters, that seems amazing. Um, I, for my personal use, have just started using my, probably for the last year or, or two, using my voice um, with my phone, just doing voice recordings. And I can't read my own handwriting, so I can't journal. Um, but just as far as looking back for myself, and, and, and even that helps me be more aware of my surroundings, I guess, and be documenting kind of my thoughts and things like that that I never do. Are you doing anything like that? Have you been into journaling or anything like that? Um, I try to journal. I definitely have a gratitude journal and it really puts things in perspective with, within yourself. I mean, we need that reminder, you know, these are things we know, but when it's like pointed out to you, um, or you have quotes that you read, it really just kind of lets you recenter yourself. Um, I also do these inspirational cards, um, positive af affirmations with my daughter every morning. So we can try to build a positive foundation for the rest of the day. Um, so we do that every morning and I try to journal. I also keep a picture. It's kind of different. I feel like not a baby picture, but a young, young, young picture of myself, you know, when I was in first grade or something to remind myself to be kind to myself. Um, because we all know how it is to grow up, you know, and just to remind yourself that you're older, but we all remember what it was like to be a child and go through and learn all these you know, adult situations and so on. And it just, I don't know, you just have to focus on yourself sometimes and just go through all the memories and all the things and empathize, you know, um, as much as you can with others and people that you have interactions with, um, just to bring yourself back to reality. I think we get caught up in the robotics of the world, you know, just constantly go, go, go anything that we have to do for ourselves, for, you know, our family, um, but just to take a step back and really open yourself to everything and take it in and use it in a positive manner. I always say that I learn about a new privilege that I have every day and you just made me think of one. Um, I think men don't, and I'm sure it's not all men, but certainly as a block, men don't judge themselves near as much as women do. And when you talk about talking to your young self and being kind, yeah, we've got young kids now and they are so kind to people and kind of themselves. And uh, makes me think of the run like a girl campaign, how when they're under a certain age, then girls are running strong. And then that later um, they don't see themselves in that way. 
Um, so that's that's an interesting thing, but you just make me think of how, yeah, men men have it easy in that regard too, which today's International Women's Day that we're recording this on. So happy International <laughs> Women's Day. Oh, thank um, you. As, a, as a, a mother of a daughter, are you um, trying to, to make sure that she has that foundation to see herself in a positive light always, no matter what? Oh, yes. I definitely highlight the importance of, you know, being respectful, empathizing with people, um, you know, have, what is that, have a high self-esteem, you know, to really look within yourself and find the strength within you. I mean, my daughter has, you know, been working since day one. I always say she's a full-time employer to herself because of her having autism and having to go through the therapies. And, you know, I've always taught her to, you know, you need to speak up. And I always read her like female empowerment books, you know, that are kid appropriate, of course, but, you know, to focus on the women that have come through um, and made their names known to the world. I think that girls need to see that more. Um, there's a lot of men, of course, that have done great things, but we need to see the women and the struggles that they've overcome. Um, you know, like Temple Grandin, who I think is amazing, and she does a lot of work here in Colorado. She's had autism and overcome that, and she's now, you know, giving speeches. She owns schools. Like, she just does a lot for the autism community. Um, and I can't imagine what her mother went through to get her to that point. I think we need to see more of the background information, not just where they're at now, um, because kids can not even register that there was a struggle to get there. You know, um, I hear that a lot of time from children, you know, when I am around them that, you know, I just want to be able to do it. Like, look at Michael Phelps or, and I'm like, okay, but you know what it took for him per se to get there? He was at the swim school, you know, seven days a week, or he was working out or, um, I think, we really need to instill the hard work factor that is super important. But I definitely teach my daughter to be outspoken, to work hard, to try and put her best foot forward. Um, and just know that with, um, you know, whatever knows or obstacles she comes across, like that's going to make her a stronger person and make her um, more resilient in life because resilience is key the struggles are real <laughs> and they will continue to come um and we need to focus on that this is a good segue this podcast is called the badass women of central park do you see yourself as a badass i mean you know sometimes sometimes i think so um but i'm still learning as i go you know, as long as uh, my daughter thinks I'm a badass, <laughs> that that's that's all that matters to me. Okay, wrapping up here, tell me a little bit more about what's next in your pageant life. When when does the pageant happen? What what does that look like? Can people go to watch this pageant? How does that work? 
Sure. Okay. So the pageant is for Miss Colorado for America Strong 2023. That is happening at the Ellie Calkins Opera House on April 8th. You can purchase tickets from www.misscolorado.com. And, you know, I look forward to anyone coming and showing their support, if not for me, Miss Central Park 2023, for any and all of the women, um, just to support one another. And um, thank you for having me on this segment. All right, the last thing I want you to say is just own your badassness. So I want you to say your name. I am Debbie Byrne and I am a badass. Okay, I am Debbie Byrne and I am a badass. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Please go to iTunes or whatever provider you're listening on and give us a rating so we can do more of this important work. Please keep sending me suggestions of people we should interview on this show. And finally, and most importantly, please always remember that you, yes you, are a badass.